Hello and welcome to episode three of D54. We're back and this time we're talking about the comedy drama musical Coda. The movie that won the best motion picture of the year, the Oscars. It also won best Oscar for supporting actor with Tony Kotsur, best adapted screenplay. Um, so we're going to talk about this movie in great detail and everything about it. Um, I'm Amit and with me, of course, is Dennis. Hey, back again. Back again. So, you know, unfortunately, this movie will always be surrounded by the most infamous moment in Oscars history. And I want to get your raw reaction right now as to what you felt during that time, Dennis. Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, a uh, interesting event. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got a lot of thoughts on Will Smith in general, but, um, you know, <laughs> at this point, I think... Uh, given that there was a lot of uh, hearing impaired audience, I think Will was just being sensitive to that and doing his best to make sure they understood what the situation oh, was. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. perhaps there was a better way he could have done that. No, definitely. Yeah. You don't need any subtitles for what he did there. No, no. So, <laughs> uh, it's very but, uh, clear. Um, yes. Yeah. But, it, it, yeah, you know, no. all, all jokes aside, it was, it was um, not unexpected, I don't think. Um, I think the pressures of Hollywood can get to people, um, and uh, it was—it's uh, just a shame that Coda's like success was was marred by that event, you know. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. It was definitely honestly when it happened, like you know, it was—I couldn't believe it. I thought it was like actually part of the thing. Like I thought, oh, okay, this is a little bit they're doing, but I was like, man, yeah. Chris Rock can take a punch. Like, wow, look at that, this guy's standing. And then yeah. when he started ye- started yelling. Um, you know, I realized it wasn't that, even though, you know, my conspiracy hat still sometimes tells me that maybe this was all set up. Yeah. Uh, it could be, but I don't know what any of them would gain. Like it's pretty publicly embarrassing for Chris Rock to have that done to him, which is a shame. But, um, no, as you said, it's unfortunate that, you know, Coda making a pretty big moment in actually Oscars history. Mm. It's sort of shrouded by this sort of, um, drama behind that because people are not going to remember, the 2022 Oscars, you know, to be for the best yeah. winning actors or actresses or movie, um, but probably for that scandal right there. Yeah. But um. Well, um, that just gave you an idea for another podcast, mate. I reckon you should <laughs> uh, have a talk about Hollywood self destruction at some point. Oh yeah. Um, no, yeah. that's to me definitely topical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, you know, um, we can we can probably. Uh, um, and there's a few movies. I mean, the movie Annihilation, which is um, yep. is, is all about that that personal self destruction. But I think I think Will Smith in this case um, did a bit of a Harrison Ford Force Awakens um, kill me <laughs> in this movie scenario, where yeah, um, yeah. he probably wanted out and didn't know how to do it in a way or in any way other than. Like and, and the pressures of Hollywood, the pressure of the Academy, the pressure of everything. Um, yeah. And I think I think this is a he saw an opportunity to um, to get himself out. And and the human you know the human psychology is a weird sorry the human psychology is a weird thing. Uh, um, you know he will wear the embarrassment, he will wear the humiliation because he's ultimately yeah. out, and that's what he wanted. I reckon. That's my personal opinion. Uh, yeah, no. Speaking of um that's not really 
I wouldn't say that's a conspiracy because that's actually a pretty legit um, claim to it, to be honest. I didn't even sort of think about that angle to it, but there was, there's definitely an element of self-destruction to what mm. he sort of did, which was, as again, it's the hard part is that, yeah, it's to, you know, Chris Rock has you know, nothing to do with anything in this scenario that I know yeah. of, at least. Um, yeah. If there's yeah. some kind of beef they had in the past, it probably didn't warrant public, you know, humiliation to be, and to be slaps like that. It was, yeah, the, mm. probably one of the worst kinds of um, things that could happen on stage. Yes. But no, there's def- there's definitely a whole whole different tangent we could have about self destruction about Hollywood and you know yes. kick it off with the sort of Will Smith thing. It's um, now there's lots of movies about that as well that you talked about. You mentioned Annihilation um, about the human psyche and stuff like that. That's definitely mm. a something definitely we should definitely think about yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah um, up next <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little preview there um, yeah, yeah. but yeah so let's 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 kick on now with um the main feature with uh yes. coda uh children of deaf adults is the what it's i guess it's an acronym for that which i never knew um which is one great thing about this movie it actually brought so much awareness onto this um you know, the special set of people yes. that sort of deal with this. It's probably one of the most um, defining parts. But I'll just start with sort of how we break it down and we'll just go through sort of the acts for this movie because I think mm. in this one particularly, you can sort of define it, at least the way I had sort of seen it. It's kind of easier to define when sort of Act 1 started and when it ended, when it sort of picked up on Act 2. So I just want to talk a little bit about the intro. Um, what are your thoughts about sort of Act 1, how they're introducing the characters, getting to know Ruby, getting to know, you know, the dad's character, um, the mother, the family dynamic, um, yeah. their circumstances they live in. What was your sort of impressions? Yeah, look, it, it it's very quickly sort of identifiable as um, small country town. You know, as soon as I see a fishing boat, the first thing that comes to my mind is a particular type of mentality because, you know, uh, it's it's... Yeah, sure, it's Hollywood, but, um, you know, fishermen do it tough. They're a tough breed. They're a tough bunch. Um, and they're, uh, uh, and the small sort of coastal fishing villages uh, in, in the US um, are, are a particular type of people and a particular type of communities and, and things like that as well. So, uh, and again, this could just be either the success of Hollywood or, um, you know, um, also just experience growing up on coastal fishing towns, right? Yeah. Um, it, there was a, there was a, for me, there was a sense of familiarity, um, uh, and my mind automatically sort of fell into the, ah, this is going to be small town, small scale, uh, but like, um, how can I put this? Uh, you know, there's there's certain there's a sense of nostalgia. There's a certain sense of hmm, um, like a sense of like a uh, of, of homecoming for me when I see stuff like that because I really, yeah. you know, even now when I think about you know um, the places I like to go and visit and see when I travel, it's small town. It's Oceanside, it's yeah. you know um, fishing boats around, it's crystals and, and things like that mm-hmm. as well. So um, the movie drew me in very quickly, and that's a very personal thing for me as well because it's, it's where I grew up, and it's it's still things that I love. And you know, even though I don't live in that scenario now, it's still things that I, you know, I, I think about often and and um, mm-hmm. and look forward to seeing again. You know, um, yeah, it's 
really interesting because um, yeah. one of the points I wanted to sort of bring up was like the movie does a good job of because if you think about it, like personally, I don't know anybody that has this, you know, that has hearing conditions or is deaf. Mm. Um, but the thing it does is it makes everything normalized. Like you don't even like I most of the time for the first bit, I almost forget that they're actually um, dealing with these issues. There's certain moments that they bring up every now and then, but yeah. the hardships they're going through, they're not hardships necessarily because of, you know, the hearing conditions. It's hardships because of just what everyone right. has to go with, you know, That's they're, right. you know, they're not, they're not well to do. Um, like financially, they're not well to do. Um, you know, they're in a pretty, you know, probably under below, like below average kind of house. Um, economically, they're not that great. They're in a small mm. town, but the family dynamic is so strong. So it's very relatable. Um, obviously, I don't yes. have the same nostalgia as you do, but um, it's something that's that I thought was really, really um, a really good part about the first one. Because when I think, yeah. I don't know if it's just me, and I don't think it is, but like when you just, the way they've been represented, anyone with any disability, you just think of like dark shadows, like, you know, trauma, hospitals, um, you know, ambulances, trouble, strife life. Like this is the kind of stuff you think of, but then they do a great job of showing, no, it's not like that. We actually just, we're a happy family. You know, we have our struggles. Mm. We get along great. We're laughing, we're joking. There's a great dynamic between us. Um, yes. Even the daughter, like Ruby, she's in this house, but she has stuff that she's grown up with, like what she has with the school. But in the first things that we see, she's, mm. you know, from, from our point of view, when she's with the family, she doesn't seem like she's just like a high school kid that has some issues, like all high school kids have, basically. Yep. So I think they did a great job in just, you know, establishing that tone. Yeah, well, that's, that's, it's, that's, it's very right. Like that, that level um, of familiarity that, you know, that they're facing the same kind of things. I mean, and the truth is, right? And, and this, this, I don't mean to say this in a, in any way, the rubbish term, but they're still just human, right? Like, yeah. Exactly all, right. All they have is one less faculty than the rest of us, right? Yep. It doesn't make them stupid. No, um, definitely not. Um, and one of the, the perceptions that, are, that, 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 that um, you know, uh, having a, a, a wife of, you know, we, it's English as a second language and we had this mm. conversation at work as well, you know, just because they are unable to speak English properly does not make them unintelligent um and the perception is oh they can't hear they're stupid they're dumb do you know what i mean no they're just normal people doing normal things they're just normal fishermen they've got a normal family you're right they just have but they've just got a different way of expressing love and Mm. frustration and humor and all those kind of things um and it's you know if we're not if we're not um just because we're not familiar with that in a day-to-day basis on ourselves, it doesn't mean that it's alien. It shouldn't be alien to us, like because they they yeah. still got two eyes, a nose, a mouth, two ears, hair. They got two arms, two legs, like the rest of us. Yep. Um, they're still just human, you know. Um, uh, no, exactly right. And um, well, you sort you mentioned a little bit there, but the humor I thought was just fantastic. It just oh, yes, it made me just yeah. feel really good to just sort of you know crack up during some times. And I mean, it definitely builds up. So, you know, this movie is an emotional roller coaster throughout mm. the whole sort of movie but just that in the first act the amount of humor that's there was just yeah hilarious small scenes like you know they're at the table and you know i think the wife says um the wife says something like um you know you know tinder's like a family activity we can do i was like yes. what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I, mean, I would say that the humor there was very 
you know, uh, like when you when you're growing up or when you're you're in a situation where, like for the most part, you're dealing with people who don't understand, right? Um, and you have to find ways to um, to lighten the mood a little bit in the way that you live, the way you do things. But the Tinder stuff, especially, is, is I, I agree. I thought that was exceptionally <laughs> funny because what's what's you know um, for us reading the book or doing something mm-hmm. like that at the table, you know, standard table manners. You don't you don't look at your phone yeah, yeah. at the table, right? Um, because you're having a conversation or should be having a conversation with the people yeah. around you. But if you can't hear and you have to eat with your hands, like you're not going to talk with your hands and you can't yeah, sign. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? What are other ways that you're going to enjoy each other, you know, enjoy something? So yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there's going to be like the facet in which the, in, in the way that they see the world is going to be slightly tilted away from how we would normally see things. And they're going to, things that are normal for them are not going to be, um, they solve problems in different ways because they see the world slightly at an angle different to us because they've had to account for the fact that they can't hear, whereas we can. Do you know what I mean? Or the, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's like, it's, I guess it's, you know, even in daily life, there are similar problems, but unique solutions. Like, you know, they probably don't have, like, um, you know, we're dealing with something, we'll just sort of. Google the answer to this. They don't have that same reference that they can yes, do. Right. Some of them they can, but some of them are like, oh no, we're actually restricted by this. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, a little bit I want to talk about was also just um, even the look of them. Like I love the look of the, you know, um, of the dad. Uh, yeah. His name is, his movie is Frank. So, you know, again, a very, <laughs> yeah. very blue collar name. Um, yeah. Played by Tony, uh, Academy Award winner, Tony Kotsu. Um, yes. I thought, you know, the, the way he looked rough and rugged, it really, I mean, his character I want to talk about quite a bit because I thought he was one of the most well-rounded characters I've seen in a very long time. Um, you want to talk about, you know, a character that has depth. That's one that shows that, you know, at the start we see him, you know, being, you know, funny and like, you know, charismatic and, you know, mm. a bit of a hard ass as well. Um, you know, rough and rugged kind of thing. So again, it's just it's just familiar. It's not you know we don't we don't see him like mumbling to himself or you know has he has so low self esteem because he has hearing impairment. Um, there's none of this going on. I just absolutely just yeah yeah I can't repeat it enough. It was just such a great um, intro to the movie. Is real light and funny and happy. Um, I'm like it's just so common. Like they could have gone down the path of making this a really serious dry movie. Um, yes. To you know, to show how hard the life is of someone that's disabled, but no, they didn't do that. They said, "No, we're going to make this real," and that's what it felt like. Yep. No, I I agree. I think they they cast him beautifully. Now, um, to me, he feels like the every mate's dad. Like I feel like I've yeah. known <laughs> dads like him. You know, growing up, uh, you know, in, oh, in towns and stuff like that. There's, but the the key the key thing that, that really sold. Me in this um, movie with with Troy was like the depths of the lines of his face immediately give you the impression that the man has experienced some shit. Now, if yeah. you look at sailors, right, they did do a hard man like that. That they're weather worn, you know. He's got a grizzled beard, long hair, but it's the lines on his face that show. That there is that he's he's experienced some stuff, right? Like there he's gone through some hardships, and there's um, 
Yeah, it's not uh, like you normally think of age when you think of Rickard Lyons. I don't know. He didn't look super old, but he looks probably, as you're saying, um, more aged than he is just because of, you know, what he's yeah. been through. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so or like weather-worn, if you know what I mean, he had that weather-worn yeah, look yeah. of a, of of someone who's worked hard his whole life. Um, yeah. You know, uh, if I was to draw immediate parallels, my dad same, you know, by the age of <laughs> by, by the time because he, he worked outside, he worked in mills, he worked yeah, you know, um uh running horses and cattle over mountains on horseback and yeah, yeah. you know, um was a lumberjack and was always outside working with his hands and you, you saw those lines in his face from the sun and then the rain and the sun and the rain and the wind. Yeah. It weathers a person, you know, um and I think uh uh, I was immediately sold on that character because, you know, if they brought someone in as the dad who, like, had smoother skin, had mm. looked a little bit less weather-worn, I'd be like, no, nah, he's not a sailor. There's no way he's been out yeah. on the on the seas since he was a kid. Do you know what I mean? There's no way he's been, like, battling all kinds of yep. weather to bring, to bring his hole in. Like, but... That was immediately believable with Troy because of the the lines in his face, and the man. No, it's can, pretty good, pretty good uh, attention to detail there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're, you're exactly right. Can't disagree with you more. That's the key thing. So um, when um, I'll, I'll just quickly, if I can just quickly throw to. So, um, oh, damn it! I can't remember the name. John Howe, um, the the designer for Lord of the Rings. Oh, when, yeah, yeah. when he was asked, how did he make uh, those sets feel so old? And he said, with culture, over time comes detail. And the deeper, the, the older the culture, the deeper the detail in the work. And you can't skimp on detail if you want to get culture across. Because, oh, um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it, and I've never forgotten yeah. that, right? So when when I look at his face, I see the same thing. I see the detail in the lines of his face shows me that there is like a culture there that he's lived through of you know fishing and that hard worn, hard working yeah. man. And um, uh, and yeah, so I, I I'm 100 percent with you, and I think it's perfect cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think um what you mentioned there leads on to sort of want to talk a little bit about a sort of um sort of cinematic sort of themes of this um before touching on actual storyline stuff like that mm. the attention to detail as i sort of mentioned before is really good um stuff like that you know like the you know the lines on the face um the mm. casting everything like that uh the way it's shot i think it's a bit um you know because it's a different perspective right a lot of time and we'll talk about it later but how they use um you know music and voice and score it's not the typical thing that we've sort of seen um yeah in movies because it's not a typical movie it's you know as much as we're saying that it's familiar and stuff like that it does that great stuff it just balances things well i feel um yeah it's quite it feels like it's quite nuanced it's not um everything's well thought of like from the start to finish mm. so there's a lot to like about you know this movie and of course we'll talk a little bit about the performances we've talked about troy a little bit but um also you know the main sort of protagonist of the film whose story arc we sort of follow um which we'll talk about a little bit um ruby rossi nice bit of a alliteration there yep. but um you know keep keeps it in the mind but emilia jones i thought she was also pretty good uh you know um, i haven't seen her in much to be honest but she did you know 
she put in a lot of work for this role. She did actually learn sign language. Yes. Um, I do believe she sang a lot of the songs there um, that were in the movie, which was a big part of this movie altogether. But um, yeah, even the, the mother. So she's also played by Marlene Maitland. Um, she's also uh, what's it, a former Academy Award winner. I had no idea. She's been acting from like forever. And I can't really recall too much I've seen her in, which sort of tells you like how underrepresented um you know uh yes. the sort of community is even though she's been active for like you know 20 30 years or whatever it is it's i can't recall a tv show or movie that she's been in um or a prominent role at least uh yeah, yeah there might, she might have been the, ter- the stereotypical we need, we need someone that's an actor that's deaf just pull in troy or Mali kind of thing um yep i think the only two yeah. things that i recognize from her being in, but I don't recognize her in it. Um, and I literally have to go through and I'll put my hand up and say, <laughs> I have to look at IMDb here because I'm like, I don't, I don't know her. But um, she was obviously, you know, Doctor Who. Um, and oh, then that's she right. was in like Pirates yeah, yeah. of the Caribbean. But, you know, she was English girl in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, right. I got no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I can't and recall who. There's, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in her. Uh, um, profile, uh, profile there, like a filmography there that I that I recognise. You know, the strange exception uh, exception is um, horrible histories. You know, horrible histories oh. is, is a is a funny <laughs> yeah. TV series. Yes, yes. Um, and I had no idea that she was in that know, right. in that at all. Um, yeah. But the strange thing with her is, I feel like. I seen it. Like when I saw her, I'm like, I know, mm. I, I, you know, this, she feels really familiar. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, again, just sort of throwing back to sort of personal experience here. You know, I grew up with girls that looked exactly like I, I you know, dated a girl that looked pretty <laughs> similar to her, like a little right. bit frumpy, um, you know, very country bumpkinish with some yep. like, flannel shirts. Um, you know, short pants too short for her because she's outgrowing them and her parents haven't, mm-hmm. you know, bought her any new clothes or anything like that. Like, um, you know, uh, girls that are a little bit shy in some respects, but yep. in other respects, in their in in the domain that they're comfortable in, or the, the domain where they're forced to be a little bit more responsible. Um, and this is, I think, something you see from her instantaneously in that first act is that. Um, here's a girl, she's a hard worker. We learned that from the start because she's on mm-hmm. the boat, right? She's tough. She's bartering yep. prices, right? We get that. She's Family's everything. Her, yep. Um, uh, yet at school, you know, is tired, is um, introverted. She, yeah. that, she's not the popular girl. Um, she gets picked on. Uh, she's... Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, she's bullied. Like, um, she, yeah, she's she's bullied. Yep. Some pretty pretty awful scenes. That kind of stuff kind of really hit hard. Like, yeah. um, some of the stuff they were saying, which again, you know, great. I was saying, like, you know, this play movie play with the emotions, and that's sort of one of the examples. Like, we go from like you know a really humorous scene to a you know really serious scene, and then just stuff like this. You know, they're making fun of her, like you know, for the way she talks and stuff like that, or like her family's things. Yep. It's um, it does really cruel. bring in. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, high school. Yeah, exactly. It's not the first movie to you know show. <laughs> um, you know, high school bruises and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no. I actually have in my notes just a single line: "Mean Girls." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> of what they were doing. But um, yeah. I guess this is this was a bit different because it is something that's you know. I guess, you know, you got to be really careful when sort of making fun of, especially in today's world, like making fun of anybody with any disability. Um, yes. I think this movie did a pretty good job of just inserting enough um, to make you feel that sort of shock. Because, you know, I didn't, I, I personally didn't want them to go too far and make it, you know, make it any worse than that. Because like, no, no, I, you know, take me back to the singing. Um, <laughs> you know, I yep. didn't want it to get too deep and heavy like that. But there is definitely elements that she's gone through. Um, which sort of brings upon, I want to talk a little bit about um, if you have anything else to add to that, just talk about a man before I sort of jump across. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think, I think, even though, you know, I, I absolutely don't think, you know, condone bullying at all, but for her story arc, it's an important facet of yep. her development because, um, and she is very multifaceted, right? Um, she's got, uh, you know, she's she's getting bullied at school. She's um, obviously not doing that well because she's working and she's trying to yeah. get things done, but she's falling asleep in, cl- in class. Um, you know, doesn't really have any friends. She's got yeah, she's one, got one, su- one super horny friend. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, uh, yeah, they didn't really show much of the friendship between that. I was like, is this yeah. really a good friend? So she doesn't have like that. No. That so I, 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 I personally wasn't. Um, a fan of like that uh, dynamic, but whether it's delivered or not, the chemistry between her and her friend is a little mm. off, right? Yeah. And it could it could be one of two things: one, that even her closest friend, she 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 can't even really relate to in in many yeah. ways, right? Um, and she's the, she's the one that's her friend, so she's she's yeah. really left of center in terms of everyone in the room. Um, uh, so um, you know all that, like she 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 does she doesn't really have a relatable friend. She's getting bullied at school. She's working hard. She's tough in when she needs to be when it comes to her family. When it comes to herself, she's very timid and shy and uncertain, yeah. right, and scared. Um, obviously, she likes this boy, but you know, and and for for one thing that I still am not clear on. Because there wasn't really any sort of plot point that I picked up on, um, other than she watched him talking to another girl that had bullied her in the <laughs> in the hallway, looked across, saw him sort of make the decision to to join the choir group, and then all of a sudden on a yeah. whim join it. Right? So hey, there man, young love. That's what it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, but that, that it's a little out of character for her because yeah. in okay. most other regards. Um, when it came to her personal life, she was very, very timid and didn't mm. make a lot of strong decisions about what she was doing. So as a plot point, I was kind of like, oh, that kind of just felt like a bit of a forced forced kind of yeah. device. Like it, it was, how do we get them to together, right? And then give her yeah. a reason to sing, um, which I think could have been done perhaps a little bit better because I didn't really care about this guy. Um, and I, no, even I through the whole agree. movie, I didn't build an emotional connection with him uh, in the way that I did yep. with the other characters. And I think he was... No, he was 
very much a character for the purpose of Ruby. Um, yes. Whereas in a movie which has basically characters are standalone from the, the whole family mm. is, you know, standalone. Even the um, teacher, um, you know, they all sort of have their own thing. But yeah, the friend and yeah, I guess the boyfriend, I guess if you want to call him that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some of the sort of criticisms I sort of had as well. I didn't, mm. the one thing is though, they did make like, you know, just again, going down to the detail and, you know, the character design of um, some of these people, they did make the boyfriend look very timid and yes. kind of, you know, low confidence kind of guy as well. They didn't make him like a jock or something like that. Um, yeah. So maybe well, she just sees that in him, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it's up to, it's really up to the viewer to decide on that point, which is not great writing. That's right. Well, there's, uh, and again, forgive me if I'm jumping ahead, but there's an interesting perspective on him, which we'll come to, uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. In in his view of her family. Yeah, no, that's that's a very interesting part. Now, I want to talk a little yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but no, moving on, we'll talk a little bit about, so some of the sort of themes in this movie, we touched on them a little bit here, but, you know, we did mention that it's all familiar, but they are, she is in a position where, you know, she can't speak to anybody. So, you know, mm. that's obviously causing some kind of complications. Um, but a lot of her, like, you know, I felt a lot of a strong theme was sort of powerlessness. So, you know, we said she's shy and timid, but she doesn't even have, it's such a interesting situation she's in because she's she's got a voice in a literal way like she has a beautiful voice but yes. you know she doesn't actually have a voice like she can't speak up for herself when it comes to her family she'll come out there and you know speak whatever she has to including some very funny scenes yes. that are coming up later on um but in terms of herself you know she can't when she's asked to sing in front of anybody because she's so used to just singing by herself um loudly in front of people but they can't hear her yes so it's such a weird dynamic and they did it so well i felt like she's when she's singing to these people she's so confident we start the movie off with her singing mm. but then she's asked to sing in front of people she's she freezes and she can't she just cannot do it yes yeah yeah you're spot on there so i think um the the family is such a so well cast um and they have such great personalities and um don't even get me started on on the chemistry between like the mum and, oh. and the dad, that that's no. just brilliant. But, um, it's phenomenal. You know, you you look at them straight away. You know, uh, Leo, her brother, is you know adamant straight off the bat. You don't have to defend me. I can I can wrangle the prices, yeah. right? Like the dad is you know pretty verbose for one of a different mm-hmm. word, like in like about his opinions of everything, and is happy to express them. But knows that he's, it's not going to make any difference, right? Um, her mum is, you know, a pageant winner. She's out there. She's very extroverted. Yeah. It's all about physical appearance and she communicates with her body outwards very loudly, mm-hmm. you know. And they've yeah, no, got very strong outward going personalities, yet they can't talk. Whereas yeah. she can talk, but everything about her is introverted and inward yeah. and silent, right? Um, and, you, you're spot on. It's 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 a beautiful juxtaposition that they've created there. One of many in the movies. No, it's um, a very strong contrast. I uh, really love that. Uh, uh, I think just the, the premise yeah. that they built. She's she's a singer. You know, it's the skill set that she has. Like what a, what an interesting premise this movie has. You know, she's a singer who, um, you know, 
her biggest talent, her best thing is something that cannot be appreciated with not only like her closest people, but only her only people. Like mm. she doesn't, it's just showing just, she doesn't really have anybody else. Like yeah. it's not like there's extended family that's coming to visit her uncles, aunties. She has a close friend or a group of friends. It's just her family. Yes. So this one amazing thing she does, she almost does it just for herself. Um, yes. Which is amazing. You know, it's beautiful in that. Um, but, but yeah, would, it's, there's, no, sorry, different, man. No, I was going to say, but I would hazard to say that that, irrespective of the circumstance that nearly every teenager can relate to that. Yeah. Because there are things that they have inside themselves that they want to do and express, but they haven't yet freed themselves from the constraints Mm -hmm. of being under their parents' shadow within their home. Do you know what I mean? And what it does question is how much talent is suppressed through family obligations and pressures that prevents um, the youth of today actually coming out and yeah. um, doing and expressing themselves in a way that that makes the most sense to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Speaking of different podcast topics, that's a whole different episode in itself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, you know. Um, no. High school. You know, we can all relate to high school. Basically, um, yep. if you're one of our younger fans and listen to us, you know, you're probably going through this right now. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I didn't even, when you were saying that, I didn't even think about it, but it is actually a coming of age story. Yes, um, I didn't even, even put that together when I was actually watching it. We're now talking about it. It really is. Like, it's her finding her own, um, you know, way to get through high school in its own sort of yeah. unique circumstances, which we all do, which have done a hundred times. But again, um, she's got, you know, I guess for that, you know, coming of age, is, there's always sort of different things. There's sort of always different ways that that's sort of shown. Yeah. But, um, this movie does a good job of that as well. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. No, I don't I don't disagree. I think it, from a personal standpoint, you know, wanting to become an artist my whole life, but living in a small country town, and all I heard, you know, growing up was that my art was never going to oh, do anything or make, you know, um, make, I was never going to make anything out of my art. It was never going to lead anywhere. So I just needed to get out there and do the work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I believe for a long time. And the damage that can do to people and really put them behind, you know. Um, oh, and I wonder how many people actually end up going and turning it around and doing the thing they love. It's a really hard fucking yeah. thing to do to go against because you're going against your parents, right? And that's a really difficult yep. thing for a child to do. Going um, against your parents, you're going in society, you're going yep. against pressures that yep. you have, um, what your friends are doing, um, yes. peer pressure. There's so many elements yep. Yep. to that. And again, this movie on top of that, on top of all the stuff we talked about, but like the amount of responsibility that this girl has is yes. almost, un, it's almost, it's not even human, the amount of stuff she has to do. Um, and again, I don't know, like this is a point which I would love to sort of get some perspective on and see if it is, this is really what it's like. Mm. Because sometimes it almost feels like it's, um, it's almost too much. Like there's nobody, like she can't get sick. Like she can't, um, right. nothing can happen to her at all because if she gets sick or something happens, they can't, work they can't make money and they need to work every single day they can't have anything happen to that as we find out later on um but yeah, yeah it's almost too much and again i just talk a little bit about the way they sort of shot it you know they sort of made it a real point that you know she's running around from this to this to this to sleeping in school to going to choir to going back to work to not being able to do this she wants to do it's again it's it's it's, it's a lot um and they put a lot on her yes uh, yeah, I don't right. know how. Do you do you think it's do you think this is realistic? Is this something that 
they go through, or you think it's a bit um, a bit well, a bit of extra flavor? I would say that it's it's pretty close to the dynamic that would form. I would say um, I don't yeah. have a lot of experience, but if I if I just sort of empathize with how that like uh, empathy is not the right word. If I if I run the cause and effect channels in my mm-hmm. brain of how those scenarios would would um, pan out, I would find you. Oh, so you find that if you were a a, a coder in in uh-huh. um, a family of of hearing impaired sort of um, people, it would be very hard for you to find your voice. Yeah. All right, because. Um, the level of dependence would would just naturally grow, and it would it would quickly be taken for granted. Of, like you know, people wouldn't even realize. Um, and uh, I mean, I am just going to put my hand up and say I am wholly ignorant to yeah. the pressures and struggles of a coder. But I would say that given um, experience in um, you know, mum being a nurse and, um, yeah. uh, you know, this level of special care that she's had to provide people and the level of mm. dependency they, they come to have on her and the, the attachments they form around that and the difficulty they have letting go. If I just sort of shift those gears across a little bit, yeah. I can only say that if you were actually born into that situation, then, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it, just as a human being, the amount of pressures I had in my own family that I, I mm. had to adhere to. Imagine, yeah, yeah. imagine being in a situation where um, they all depended on depend on me for for something that, yeah, exactly. that the average human takes for granted. That would be incredibly hard, and I think it would naturally happen for a lot of situations. Unless, no, I do, I do agree. Um, Definitely. The only the only thing I would say is that I think, given the fact that it's a small country town, they probably don't have like a high level of community support and acknowledgement yeah. and um, small country mentalities can be very ignorant and um, yeah. uh, derogatory towards, you know, things that, that yeah. are different to, that are out that are outside the norm, the things that don't make sense, not necessarily just being deaf. It's like a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Um, it could be a different ethnicity coming into a small country yeah. town. It's like, it's like the, the, people know how hard that is, right? Yeah, um, no, that's been well documented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, but so we sort of already sort of talked about the sort of second act now, building up on all this stuff, which I think is um pretty good naturally. I just wanted to, to sort of some of this part was a fan about the second act as a whole. Um, some of the so I did like the pacing of this movie overall, but I did feel the second act did kind of drag just just a, just a little bit. Um, I was feeling like the the drama was getting a bit bit too much i feel like mm. it was getting you know they're sort of putting a lot of emphasis on that but i didn't have i'm kind of nitpicking on that one but one thing which i did sort of didn't like too much was and i feel like we're talking about this again after our ghostbusters review <laughs> there's there's a little plug check out episode one our pilot <laughs> but um the the mother in this um i love her acting and nothing on her i think she's you know phenomenal and um you know very deserving of her oscar she won back in 1980 mm. or whenever it was um She's great in this, but in terms of just the dynamic, felt very cliched. Like, you know, and I guess in a way, again, it's good because again, I'm talking about how you know they normalize things. So, 
it's good in that it's nothing that's different from a normal you know mother mother daughter story, but just the level of insecurity was sort of really high, and it's sort of I felt like we had sort of seen that before, um, and it's a shame that you know we sort of talked about it a bit in the other other episode as well, like female characters are always sort of the ones that are like the naggy ones or like mm. um, you know. Um, the ones that you know don't understand the situation or why can't you understand the daughter more there's sort of like there's no villain in this movie but if anything she's the one that doesn't understand her daughter and we saw the same thing happen in the last Ghostbusters movie and it just that's one part that I was like oh this movie's been so nuanced and so good with everything and so careful mm. um, I wish they had sort of done a better job at representing that side of things yeah um, yeah I just found that probably the biggest probably my major criticism was probably that yeah, look, I think my opinion on the mum was um, if you take um, a wholesome Midwest American hatching upbringing girl, mm. right? Um, that's the right way. Uh, and then make her deaf. And then make her really cynical towards everybody. Um, yeah, which she is. And, yeah, yeah. And then make her. Um, um, still very material and mm-hmm. um, uh, like image orientated in her own microcosm. Do you know what I mean? In um, you know, in in her family, in the way she sees, and she's validated by you know her husband as well yeah. in her in the way she behaves and the way she thinks. Um, but it is, you're right, it is still falls into a, uh, uh, almost a, a, like a, a typical mother daughter mm. American sitcom yeah. relationship, right? Like it's, yeah, we said it before. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Which again, know, it's okay. good because it's normalized, as I said, but it's, we've seen it. And this yeah. movie brings so much freshness to it. It was just, it's like putting something, you know, from something that I've seen into this. It just, it didn't work out that well for me. Yeah. Um, it, I don't think you can address the subject of a strong female lead with the mother's picture without, um, well, I think at the moment, Hollywood doesn't know how to address the situation of having a strong family a female lead in a movie whose mother is present without showing the mother as offside to the goals and hopes and dreams of mm. the daughter. Because they, they need a way to um, they need a device to enable the, the the female lead to become independent and strong and enabled at some point yeah. where they, they, they step out. Because you know, um, it, it's a weird thing, and I don't know if I'm right with this. I'm, I'm debating it in my brain as I'm speaking, but um, you know, with boys, they're always capable. With women, they have to break through. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, boys are always immediately capable, whereas girls have to become capable, and to yeah. do that, they've got to break out of their mother's grasp. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily wrong because you know um, there is an element where boys you know have to deal with their dads and that's yeah hard no, enough. definitely you know being a dad is hard and like, dealing with yeah. that dad was hard and 
Mm. Um, uh, and coming from a family of boys, I you know don't quite have the experience with seeing girls grow up, um, except for my daughter. But that's a whole new ball game for me. And I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if there's one thing that's clear, the relationship between mother and daughter is. Um, is, is very much that like you know even throwing across the Disney's new film Red Panda, it's yeah. all about coming of age of girls. Is about um, overcoming the disapproval of their mother for not being what the mother expects, and mother's expectations are high. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But what I wonder is, and that's not totally inaccurate. I just don't know why it's actually necessary when they don't do it for men. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? No. In movies. I do feel like the other stuff you sort of mentioned has been depicted better, you know, father-son struggles. Um, that stuff has been depicted better. It's mm. like just that the, the 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 character of the mother in any of these kind of movies, I'm struggling in my head to even think of, you know, a real positive one or one that, you know, a bit different, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's almost yeah. like, you know, they really sort of rubbed it in your face a bit, which, um, and again, like, I don't want to sound like I didn't, like, I mean, I absolutely love this movie, so it wasn't really a, a big takeaway that I, you know, was devastated by it. Mm. Um, and, you know, some of the other stuff we did sort of mention about how, when I talked about the responsibility and stuff like that, they have shown that, the, you know, it's not a perfect family by any means, you know, so we shouldn't expect everything to work out perfectly um, mm. for them either. Like, you know, they're disorganized as hell. Like, the the their house is a mess. Um, you know, they, they haven't found anybody to help Excellent. the daughter out in all these years. Yep. I love that. Um, I love that her room was like a big star. It had like clothes on the floor and shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't like, care. That, that's just like so true, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty quickly, accurate. Yeah. If I can quickly jump to something my brain's just gone to, um, you know, even even the other son, he's, he's trying to be capable. Yeah. He's trying to think on how to improve and forward business, but he's also facing um, a bit of, uh, how can I see what I'm looking for? Um, uh, I know what you mean, but like it's, his dad's, I, I, his dad's I just like, not seeing it, right? Like he's, he's got good ideas. It's, it's more even like internal discrimination. Like it, it's in a strange way. Like I don't know if they're, you know, in a way because they they rely so much on Ruby because she's mm. hearing, you know, she can hear everything. In a way, it sort of implies that he's less, you know, important in some ways. Like he, he can't get it done, even though his, I mean, his idea is ultimately the one. Yeah. Would say he, he's, he's the way to get free from Ruby, and he yes. knows that as well. I thought he was probably the most mature character of the whole. Not to be honest. Yep. Um, yep. Because he wants oh. everything. He absolutely loves them. He wants the community, you know, engagement. He's like, why should we be away from them? Whereas the mother's like, you know, she insults us hearing, he as hearing folks, <laughs> yeah. as you know, but hearing bitches we're called. Apparently, that's that's yes. a, that's a new one. <laughs> but um, he, on the other end, is like, no, we should be embracing. Let's go out to the bar and have a drink with these people. I don't yeah. care if they can't hear me. Like, yes. you know, um, I'm not no. going to stand away from it. It's he was great. I absolutely love this character. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he was, he out of all of them, he was like, you know, who cares? Let them figure out how to deal with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he says something like, why are we always the ones that have to adjust? Why can't they adjust for once? Yes. And it's true. Like, you know, um, but if you don't put any, if you don't put any pressure on anybody to change it, then unfortunately things just don't change. And yes. he's, he's all about that change. Yeah. And the parents were very cynical. Very, very cynical. Yeah. You know, um, definitely. 
that in itself when you've got when you've got a closed circle um, within a small closed community, it's going to yeah. feel very isolated. So there, and that's where she lands, right? She's very isolated. Um, yeah. In, in the way that she thinks, because she's separated from her family, she's separated from her community, she's separated from the kids at school because of those two those two reasons. And the yeah. only place she finds any kind of stability and solace is in the choir room with, with the teacher, mm -hmm. right? Where yep. all those things disappear. Yeah. And she's just singing. You know, it's when she's in that room with the teacher, uh, they are like the, the family's gone, the fishing's gone, the yep. bullies are gone, everything's gone. And she's just, and he just addresses her directly and draws out of her the power that she, of, you know, of her voice um, and yeah. things like that. Um, and, oh, if I can jump to the teacher for a second. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think they could have cast a better atypical music teacher. I think every music yeah. teacher I've ever met could be that guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was so great. I, um, uh, there's so many, again, the scene does this thing, this movie does such a great job of having such powerful scenes. Um, and he's part of many of them, yes. you know. Um, yeah. He is sort of like, you know, because there's things that, you know, we all have sort of people in our lives that are not our parents who are really big influences and have shaped our lives. Mm. Um, and that's happened at very early ages. And that's obviously the role of a teacher um, in many times. But with well, her cases, <laughs> yeah, ideally, ideally it should be. Um, and in many cases, for people, it is in some way or the other, in some mm. short time, long time. However, some influence will be there. Um, but this teacher was, oh my God. I mean, I one, I loved how charismatic he was. I loved how hard-ass he was, mm. how funny he was. Um, but mostly he's just, you know, it's like he understood, but he didn't, um, he understood her, but she was like, he was kind of like, it's not an excuse, you know? Like, that's what I loved about him. He didn't like, you know, if I want to show you sympathy, it's a tough world out there to be a mm. singer. Um, and you have you you're gonna have even a tougher time than yeah. you have going on. So I'm not gonna go soft on you because no one else is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, he was great. I honestly thoroughly enjoyed his acting, his portrayal of the role. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. And he has there's a sort of sub story with him, which was also also I liked. You know, it wasn't he was a side character. You know, more like you know a cameo kind of role. Um, a bit more than a cameo. But um, yeah, no, no. I want to get your thoughts on the teacher because you're right. He was very typical, but he was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they did a great job of of sort of demonstrating that teachers are human, right? That they've got families too. That their time, yeah. the time that they give the kids at school, is an extension of the time that they give their families. And when they're sacrificing time for their family for a student. That time is really damn important. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think there was a small message in there for for people to remember that fact. Yeah. You know, um, because a lot of that time, like many things, can be taken for granted. No, it's very important, especially yeah. doing school and stuff like that. My God, yeah. you know, it's one of the most important things. But I think um, the, the the beauty of this character is that he recognized in her the indecision he recognized in her the um, the uncertainty um, and played hardball 
right? She yeah. could have just as easily given it all up. Yeah. But if she had a pulled through, then he would have a, a rough cut diamond in his hand, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't want to jump in to say that, but, um, mm. you know, uh, I think, but I, I think he did that really well. Like, I really think he did that very well. Um, I love how they brought his family, his own family, into mm. the scene. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't just some only ever sort of seen at, yeah. at school, you know. Yeah, true. Family life, everything is, you know, um, just doesn't yeah, exist or is like a single male teacher, mm. weirdo creeper who's taken a special license one of these three nice dudes kind of vibe. Yeah. There, there's or he's just that. like an, or he's like, you know, this failed musician who has nothing in life and this yeah. is it or yeah. um, something I've ever seen before. He's like, he's, he's real, you know, as you said, uh, yeah. you know, it's a real person with a oh. family that he has and it matters to him and yeah. he's, you know, he's obviously extremely qualified after, you know, going to Berkeley so he has a talent there and he's chosen from what it implies anyway, he's chosen to do this because he's good at it, as he says. Yeah, well, you know, but it, it also um, implies that not every singer, no matter how good, is successful. And he says that fairly early on. He's like, yeah. there are so many pretty voices with nothing to say. You know, we have something to say. And to me, I, get the, I got the sense when he said that, that he's talking from personal experience. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, that he may have yeah. had a good voice growing up, but he didn't have anything important to say. So he ended up teaching, which he loves and is good at. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, a, an old mate of mine was, was a senior teacher, and he became right. a teacher for exactly the same reason. He wasn't, he didn't make it as a performer, but he was a brilliant singer. You know, yeah. I mean, he loved singing, he loved the trade of singing. So he went and he, he became a teacher and he started a, a singing school, you know. Um, uh, oh, nice. And I think, I think they got that relatively right. Um, yeah. I want to give a bit of, you should probably say, so the actor is Eugenio Derbez and I'm, Derbez, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I butchered that pronunciation. So sorry all Reguino, my Spanish friends. Reguino, Reguino. Yeah, Reguino Derbez. Derbez, um, yeah. But yeah, gotta, I, gotta I roll really, the eye, I, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work on that rolling. But um, yeah, I haven't seen him in much, honestly. But yeah, after after seeing him in this, I'm gonna be looking out for him wherever I sort of can. Um, because yeah, it just um, again, like you know, we will sort of move on to sort of the third act a little bit now, mm. sort of um, and talk about some of the how this movie closes, which I thought was really really good. But a little bit about just the plot because we haven't talked too much about it but basically you know ruby's whole path to you know singing and everything like that shaped very much by basically uh, to this point we've basically seen her go through the struggles we've seen the family go through struggles um we're at that point now where you know she's i guess you could say she's made the decision or she's making the decision that she is going to sing after you know some ups and downs with the family um so we're at that point now where you know she's basically she's singing and, you know, at the school play, mother is again, you know, I have to say it again, but, you know, she's against her singing because it's like from the side, she says, why do you want to sing for? Like, it's something she shouldn't be doing. Um, but all this build up is now come towards the end. And I just absolutely love the closing of this. The probably the most striking. I mean, I'm not going to I probably won't forget for a long time how well they shot the scenes with the um, 
the family, you know, attending mm. the concert of hers, uh, really, really, really uh, they didn't just dive into it, which was great because my mind was like, wouldn't it be cool if they did this and wouldn't they do this? And they did it, you know, in some yeah. time. So they kept anticipation alive for the viewers to be like, all right, is it going to come? Is it going to happen? What's going to happen next? You know, mm. the scene of, you know, them small things like you know they're trying to clap along but they can't get the rhythm yes. so you know it's like how do you imagine trying to just listen to you know someone says you clap to a song it's like what's the beat what's the rhythm is it fast slow tempo yes. what what is it they're looking around i don't know i'm you know obviously they're both um hearing impaired so i'm sure they drew off their own experiences of this obviously and mm. um what they have to go through for that um yeah it's just that silence how they use silence again is yes. beautiful in so many scenes it felt like I was part of the room, part of the family at times when I was yeah. there. It's incredible. I was so blown away by it. Yeah, I um, I, I agree. I think I, I was surprised they didn't use that silence aspect more, to be honest. Yeah. Through the film. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, no. I also they, felt like they didn't do it much throughout, but at the end they really started to double down on it. I yeah, felt. Yeah. Um, like when they when uh, the boat was being boarded by the coast, coast yeah. Guard, right? You know, they used it there and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that um, scene. Just to divert. I'd, that's one. I mean, this is very. You know, it's hard to suspend disbelief. Some suspend belief sometimes, but just that coastal guard to go on. Of course, I don't know what she was. She was a supervisor mm. to get onto a boat and not be told that. <laughs> these two people are hearing impaired and then not realize for the whole trip that the hearing impaired. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? She didn't know they were deaf? Come on. That's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I would say that the level of um, uh, like clear communication and, you know, <laughs> knowing to, to, you know, definite way what boat they're getting on. She's probably, she's probably mm-hmm. you know, doing a, a small interview at Slideship. This is probably, you know, Given the timing of the of the story, yeah. you know, probably about maybe the ten to eleven boat she's got on consecutively. Yeah, yeah. Doing you know what I mean? Um, I guess you would. I mean, even if I'm talking to her, you would think that they would notice when they're talking to each other. <laughs> you know, when they're just speaking yeah. in sign the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, but then she yeah, that's a, that, that, she that's a small thing. Him. Yeah, she ran on them. That was harsh. But yeah, I didn't want to dive too much. But that scene, I want to point out. That was one scene that I was just like. What yeah. really? Like that's, uh, um, but are you talking about the silence and how they oh, were yeah. using it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, you know, I don't. Again, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feign knowledge in areas where that I'm that I'm not knowledgeable in. But um, one thing I would have expected when they were in the, you know, because he he says at the start with them. You know, when he picks up the guitar and the music is blaring, but it's really inappropriate music, uh, that he can feel the vibration. I love that. You know, coming up yeah, here, yeah. Coming up his the gangster rap. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say that in a theater of that size, you would still be mm. able to feel things. Yeah. But the problem was, is I think, from, I can't remember exactly, but there wasn't a lot of music that was just singing. So there would be yeah. no. Not a lot of vibration coming through, you know. Um, it's a school school choir, so maximum yeah. would be like keyboard. I think that's all I heard. Yeah, no piano. Yeah, like um, yeah, there was no bass, which is what he re- what he relied on for the yeah. gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, but it, it did really. It was a really good scene to show how um, 
outside their computer when they started talking about digging inside and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's only small, but while she's singing, right? So, one, a couple things from that. One, they can communicate without mm-hmm. disrupting, right? They have yeah. a way of talking and hearing things that the average yeah. person can't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a, a well, not as easily. You know, we can do non-verbal, we can do non-verbal cues like looking and nodding, but yeah. not <laughs> speaking. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way that you could, you like to start discussing stuff in the middle of a concert, yeah. right? Like, we'd be, we'd be yeah, shut. nah, not really. We probably thing, couldn't record our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is, like, you know, Ruby obviously can understand what they're doing. Yeah, as well. So she's singing her, you know, singing her guts out in front of everyone. First time she's probably been up on stage. Really yep. proud of her performance. New dress, everything. And they're, they're proud of her, but they don't get it. They can't get it, mm. you know, in that way. So when they start talking about things, you know, uh, uh, she can see that happening clearly. You know? Yeah. Um, but that bit when they get home, um, uh, I think it was, um, oh, what was it? When they got home and the dad asked her to sing. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorite bits wow. of the movie because, you know, there's a very different, you're talking about the sort of mother daughter relationship. There's a very mm-hmm. different dynamic between father and daughter. Um, yeah. Very different. And it, it, it is so obvious and noticeable and it's consistent across every family I know. Like, there's a, yeah. there's a, a difference between relationships. Fathers and sons, sons and mothers, fathers and daughters, yep. you know, and daughters and mother and daughters, right? Like it's it's different. It just it just is. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when they when he was having the argument with his wife uh, in the bedroom, you know, and she was being resistant to her going and not wanting to let her go, but he was a bit more open to the idea of it. Of course, it hurts yeah. him. Of course, it's going to fundamentally change everything for him. But deep down, he he wants to give his daughter whatever she yeah. wants. You know, what like what she, he's working his butt off every morning to give his kids a better life. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Um, and the relationship, and uh, one thing they get right is the relationship between the father and the son. He expects him to be out in the boat working. That's a given, mm-hmm. right? But she's got a little bit more freedom in his life, yep. whereas the way he treats his son is expects more, but keeps him very contained in terms of yeah. what, what, how loud he can be. Whereas with his daughter, he wants to offer the world to her. Do you know what I mean? And it breaks his heart that he can't. Yeah, and it, it is a very true depiction of a lot of those relationships. You know, yeah. and I face it personally too. So yeah, yeah. Um, but the moment where they're sitting on there and she sings for him and, you know, he feels the vibrations through her chest and her throat and stuff like that. And he realizes that she's not just singing, but the power of that voice comes through, you know. And that, that, that moment was set up with the car when she, they mm-hmm. picked her up from school, you know. It was clear then that he could feel music and he loved music. Because of the vibrations yep. and the way that made him feel. So when, uh, when that finally came full circle, 
yeah. uh, and you could feel the level of vibrations and stuff like that in her body in the way that she sung. He could he could sense the power in that and and and, and the feelings behind it. Um, yeah. He wasn't That's, so ignorant to yeah. that, you know what I mean? Um, which then, you know, uh, sort of leading up to that final, that final um, audition. Yeah, the final audition. Yeah. You know, the surprise on her face that she's being woken up, the surprise when she looks at the clock that it's not like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, what the hell's going on? Um, now, Going to the audition is one thing, excuse me, uh, but the sacrifice he's making, the money the family's yep. using, the catch that's not coming in that day, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he can get you know, every day. Yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, and now. we've seen they've actually got into in between the course they even got into more struggles with that with the whole as you mentioned with the um the coast guard or whoever yeah. she was you know they got in more trouble he's lost his license or something along those lines um mm. so you know every day matters but um every day matters yep yeah um so to give up a day to take her was a massive sacrifice but not just her yeah. the whole family there right like they were all yes. behind it um uh and um and then you know when she's there and uh, and what's his name? The boyfriend. Uh, oh, yeah. Miles. Uh, my, Miles, yes, that's yeah. right. He walks out and uh, he's like, oh, the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he was the one that the teacher was coaching, right? Mm-hmm. He, yes. he was the yeah, one good point. That, that, was, that was his great hope. And then, you know, we did this like a black, you know, a wild card, like a black sheep. Like yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really For the duet, great. right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the t- sort of to um, just to take it back a little bit before when you were sort of mentioning about that scene. Oh my god, with the car and everything, oof, one of the most powerful scenes I think I can remember. And you know, if uh, Tony Tony Kotsu's award winning moment, I think was that one mm-hmm. because that was such an amazing performance from him. I thought yes. that was just, especially after we had. I mean, I mentioned earlier before how he was so sort of multifaceted. Um, this was sort of showing such a vulnerability, um, you know, jokes, you know, jokes aside, um, you know, the hard stuff aside, this is what it's really down to. This is him, you know? Yes. And when he just breaks down like that and we see it, it was, oh my God, just chills everywhere. I yeah. was like, wow, this is beautiful. And again, it was just, you know, no score, nothing, just Ruby's, you know, incredible singing voice. Um, and him just not being able to hear this, but feel it so strongly. And yeah. Um, no, like, like you were mentioning after that, sort of when it goes into the end scene with the audition, I thought the audition scene was just perfect. Mm. It summarized. So yeah, again, I think we both were pretty, we're both pretty down on um, good old miles, yeah. but um, you know, didn't get too much from him. So I sort of just like, okay, this maybe this, this might, this might throw her off a little bit just cause it's bad news. Um, but just the teacher coming back, you know, rushing back, and you know, he was obviously a big part of her life and a big part of the story. Mm. Um, you know, getting some help with that, you know, the botch note or whatever it was. Um, and then, of course, you know, the family breaking in and her singing while doing sign language. I mm. just thought, what a way to, you know, sort of end this, just putting everything together was just yep. perfect. 
Um, I yeah. did think from like, so like I thought about it and I was like, all right, this is happening a bit fast. So from a plot perspective, I was like, all right, so just one night you just, you know, changed everything you had, all those things are just gone. But they do, they, they presented it so well emotionally that I was like, who cares? Like this is, yeah. you know, you've, you've convinced me like after all this, like you don't need to, um, I'm happy to compromise on the narrative to be completely accurate because this is feels so believable that, you know. Well, um, I think for Again, I, I agree with you on that one, mate. I, I, the way that I saw that was like a, a, like a, a crescendo done really well. So they've got all the instruments playing at once. Yeah. You've got the teacher there supporting her. You've got she's doing what she loves, but she's doing it in a way that extends to her family. Her family yep. doing what they do best and just do what the hell they want to do, but done in a way that sort of honors and respects her. You know what I mean? Um, like they they disobey the rules. They don't really give a shit. Yep. But, you know, um, even from the start, like you know, she's um because the whole movie is basically about finding your voice. And even yeah. without the singing, you know, when she walks in and the I guess the judges or who this the people that elect her or yeah. select her, like they're basically show. they're basically like talking down to her. Like, okay, you got one recommendation from this person, but you got no other history. Mm. And then she's just like, "Where's the question here?" Like, you know, it's really yes. like a really positive response. Like. What are you asking? Like, you know, whereas before we didn't say that from her, she was the opposite end, um, you know, running away from practices and everything like that. So just that even yes. small little detail to be like, she's found her voice and we're going to show you everything now. Yeah. Um, perfect. I, yeah. I just don't know how else you could have done it. Um, I'm not, you know, montages can be used well, but the end montage was just nice. It was very fair. It was very fair, fairy tale. Like, you know, yeah. everything's coming together, but like, you know, the chemistry is so good between his family that I felt I was there and I wouldn't want anything else. Like, you know, I don't want a sad part in the story, except if it's maybe for Miles. I don't really care too much <laughs> about yeah. his story yeah. arc. But, um, he was a bit of a moot point at the end, but, um, yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole, you know, there is ways. I just love it. It's a really powerful message that they send at the end, you know, like you can get through this stuff. Like, you know, the dad can find somebody else who can, you know, he can work with, who, who can, who has hearing you know abilities or it's not hearing impaired yeah. you know they can be accepted in the community the mother's laughing with the mums or the other ladies and um you know the guys are going out to the bar and they just look right at home you know they don't yeah. look like they're a part at all just yeah i thought it was really well done yeah no i um i agree i agree i'm not a huge fan of montages mm. but i think uh i didn't feel this one was wholly out of place um, it it kept the the finality of the movie still very um, small scale and localized. If that makes sense, yeah. You know, yes, um, yes. She still she still went to college, but she still had a she kept a relationship. She still got close with her family. You know, yeah. and, like things worked out. Um, um, and I, I agree, yeah, a bit of a fairy tale ending. Um, but it's not like she didn't suffer hardship. She wasn't in no yeah. way a Mary Sue here, but she, um, the character development, um, uh, I think was, was, was good enough for me to absolutely buy into. I mean, like I said, like, I feel like I've known her. I've seen, I feel like I've seen her yeah. in, stack of things i feel like I've, I've, I've actually grown up with her like she's that yeah was able to capture that level of familiarity immediately yeah. you know um uh 
with Troy's depiction um, of a dad, like, you know, uh, absolutely the dad that I've met before. You mm. know? Even even the mum, right? Even the mum. Yeah, definitely. Like the sort of slightly narcissistic, um, pretentious. Insecure. Yeah, mum, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the actual, the only one that I couldn't relate to from a, like an actual standpoint was was her brother, but mm. I, I didn't. Uh, I think the brother is a lot of us, a lot of the people that are sort of you know, um, like you sort of mentioning the high school sort of thing, the ones that have all this ability, but for whatever constraints are there. Yeah, yeah. that's the most relatable part. I sort of found with him, it's like this guy obviously knows the stuff, but he's being suppressed by yes. everybody. Um, yes. But I, yeah. I have to I have to redact that statement because you know growing up in the country there is a lot of young men that I know mm. who were uh, just through family obligation you know have to work on a farm keep up the family farm yeah take over dad's business do you know what I mean these kind of hard working diligent and to the can't can't afford to get somebody else to yeah. you know. Yep. pay for your work or something yep. like that that's right um and and they're they're, they're wholly self-sacrificing like at what point like you know there was a point there where the self the, the self-sacrifice of her brother and that conversation on the sand where he's angry with her because she made the decision to stay yeah incredible right because yeah. he's already made the decision and committed, yeah. and worked hard, researched, done a lot, has been thinking about the yeah. business, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he wants knows, that life. Yeah, he knows, he, like, he doesn't want her to sacrifice things in the same way he's sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Because he knows, like, for just, just the, the, his sheer existence means that the, the continuation of those things, and he's yeah. already come to terms with that, and he's already... Um, giving up notions of moving out yeah. and moving to the big city or doing something different. You know, he's already yeah. got his role to play. And there's no question that he, there's no question for him in his mind that there's anything else in his I'd world. See, I really yeah. like that because it's, when we talk about the mother and how it was a very typical story like that, like this is so great because a brother is, she's being a defense, he's being a defensive brother, but is he being a defensive brother, a defensive brother from like a, different perspective it's almost like a higher perspective mm. like you know don't think about this low level here like you're you don't belong here you're better than this you can yeah. get out so what are you doing and we'll yes. find a way to manage let us be free we'll be better for everybody that's right you know um and, and again and, it's just a it's just a good way to show it you know um yes. that's yeah. sort of what i got used to for the whole movie except for unfortunately as i mentioned before the mother story but um yeah but no, yeah that was it's, um uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say the uh, the the alternate views that they played on each other. Um, so you know, the boyfriend thinking that she's got the perfect family, whereas she thought yeah. he came from the perfect family. Ruby thought she was the one that was feeling left out, but mm -hmm. learned that her brother was the one feeling left out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, correct. Uh, you know, it, it it did a good job of sort of demonstrating how people can have build build a reality around themselves of what they think but it's not yeah. the reality everyone else sees correct you 
Um, and our that was a nice little plot point. I like that part yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, haven't you haven't spoken too kindly of um, Miles, but I <laughs> uh, yeah, good old Miles. But um, I did sort of. I I, I did like that part because this was like yeah, you know, it's all again. It's like you know, it's a whole thing about normalizing again. Mm. It's your even though you have these issues, there are people that are in worse situations than you. Like you know, he comes to the family and he sees their parents up to their antics. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah exactly right um if you haven't well you know um uh, you can fill in the gaps for yourself if you want to <laughs> but um yeah, yeah you know it's just like he's like that's what he's craving for and he wants in yes. this you know in this world that she's just thinking we have do you, you know what we go up against every day but you have something that's beautiful that's yeah. really hard to have but um no, just to sort of to wrap up sort of the movie at the end, you know, that sort of end scene was also just a nice little cherry on top, I felt. Um, mm. Saying farewell to her, very emotional, um, you know, brought to, you know, basically close to tears or a little bit of, you know, some tears coming out at that point, basically. Yeah. Because it felt, I like, I didn't want her to leave in some way. I was like, damn, I don't want you to leave either. Like, stay. But then mm. I also felt like I was part of the story. Um, the group hug they have at the end, you know, yeah. it's just small little things. They shot it really well where you feel like you're just hovering over them or you're just next to them. Yeah. Um, you really feel like, especially in the third act, I feel like you feel like you're more ingrained into the character, into the sort of the story. Yeah. Um, you sort of become less of like a, a viewer and you sort of sit into the, you know, sitting with them when they're at the musical, you're at them with the audition. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's really intimate. Um, yeah. And again, it helps with, um, I agree with that. we haven't talked about it much, but, Ruby's singing, the singing from Amelia Jones, the actress, mm. beautiful. And I think just having that, you know, singing itself is so emotional in itself because that's one part that's also different because like when we talk about, we sort of mentioned about how um, sitting in rooms where we can't understand the language or, you know, foreign languages, but singing is something that's just universal. Like that's something that they can't even have. Yeah. Whether you hear a song that's in language you can't hear, you can feel the emotion from it. And so by this movie centering around you know, the plot of her singing, it just adds a level of emotion throughout the entire thing. Yes. So it's just another really good device I think they used. Um, yeah, well, the, again, just a, in terms of juxtapositions, the, yeah. like it's not just the hearing and the hearing impaired or those who can speak and those who can't. Um, you know, if it was just Ruby talking to them in a situation, mm -hmm. you know, and coming of age and finding... A, a reason to go to college and you know boy troubles yeah. and school troubles and all that kind of stuff yeah it wouldn't have because you know being deaf and, and the mother does sort of put it sum it up pretty well but mm. it's like being deaf and having a daughter that sings is like being blind and having a, a daughter that paints do you know what I mean yeah. it's like it's so far removed from what the world that they can possibly ever know. Why? Yeah. How? Like, why? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. She even has um, doubts, right? But she says, like, you know, how do you know if she's good or not? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. The, it's the, it's, um, it's a much greater divide that the story has to cover or bridge than if it was just a like, talk, right? Like, if it was just some other reason, yeah. right? Um, if yeah. it was, if, if if all she did was wanted to go off and be a race car driver, right? Yeah. It's extremely sequel. Yeah, yes. 
as extreme as that may sound, right, it still wouldn't be as great a divide for them to bridge than if she sunk, right? Yeah. Because, like, it's it's a big difference from not being able to hear and speak at all to actually being able yeah. to sing your guts out in a way that, you know, is heartfelt yeah. and beautiful, right? Um, because that's... It really is. It really yeah. is different worlds. Like, like it's... Yeah. In every sense of the word. word. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's being talented and skilled at something that your family can fundamentally never ever experience at a level that you can perform it at. Yeah. You know, if it's race car driving, they can watch the races, they can get mm-hmm. in the car, they can experience the motion. But singing is like, in essence, is is the, probably the, the core thing that the human can never be able to can connect experience. with at that level, right? So they, yeah. I think they did um, an excellent job of dealing with that. And to, to, it's pretty bold, right, to go down the path of using singing to, to yes. be the, the main plot device as this because it is, it's, it's one of the hardest things that I can think of to find that connectivity between the hearing impaired and singing and to do it in yeah. the context of a coda within you know, a family unit in a small mm-hmm. country town which comes with its own problems. Um, I think they did exceptionally well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I, I think, I think we're all both really high on this film. Yeah. And um, both loved it a lot. It's definitely something, like, I don't know if something that I rewatched just because it's so heavy, but mm. it's something that I'm really going to remember for a long time as one of my, you know, one of my favorite movies yeah. that I've seen in, in quite a while. It's, um, you know, dramas always be tricky because a lot of them can really drag and the pacing can get bad. But this one, the execution was just really good. Yeah. Um, bit well, of some small pieces of trivia. I know that to, while we were talking about how original it is, the movie is actually based off a French film. Um, oh, yes, yes. The, the, the Bella family. Now, I haven't seen it. In fact, I haven't heard of it. 2014. I've never, so it's pretty recent. But one of the criticisms, actually, one of the controversies for that movie was that they cast people that could actually hear in the roles of hearing impaired. Ah, uh, um, yes. To face a lot of backlash because of that. Whereas mm. this movie, obviously, you know, I think they actually rectified that by the mother, father, and brother all actually being um, hearing impaired. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I, I saw the trailer for that and... I mean, it looked lovely. I think the setting was similar, like small country town, farm. Oh, right. Um, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. Like, they, they didn't do it properly. Because mm. um, I think you lose the, um, like, this movie felt so genuine and real, right? So having, as much as, you know, as talented actors are, if you can get an actor that's, you know, talented as the actors that played um, the mum, dad, and brother, mm. Um, to company that it's just so much more genuine and it's just better representation for just you know the yeah. industry itself like why should we be we should be encouraging people in these situations more well, I would question heavily because you know those actors the sounds that they make the emotions yeah. that they convey right the expressions on their face the speed in which they can sign, and the level of the mm. level of fervor in which they can sign, you know, in, 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 
Um, I've got to remember his name. Uh, no, but you're right. Like the, yeah, um, when Leo was signing on the beach, yeah, like, he was angry. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. The expressions behind the sign language, like yeah. there's times when they're making speeches and just talking, in, um, not talking, they're just doing sign language. You can tell, like, it's it's emphatic. It's, yes. You know, um, there's definitely, it's it's like the tone of voice, basically, for them. Yes. Um, which isn't there. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, yeah, and, I don't uh, know how well they can pull it off without, you know, living through that. Oh, 100%. And I reckon a lot of the power that comes to their performances is they're not actually acting. <laughs> yeah that's you know true I mean? yeah no that's a very good point um yeah. they're they're just they're just putting themselves in this context and speaking the way that you would you would normally speak do you know what i mean yeah um i mean this could also be uh i could also be wholly ignorant like a you know the uh deaf community could be watching and going oh pff, they are over exaggerated everything yeah you know no what i mean I have, <laughs> They have no idea what the perspective of someone yeah. who's an actual coder, for instance, or an actual, um, you know, someone who's hearing impaired and have what they thought about it. Um, but, but I get um, the feeling it was yeah. fairly well responded to. Like it was. I think so. Uh, I haven't heard much. I definitely haven't, haven't heard any controversies come out of it um, like the other one did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, I think that's basically everything on coder. That's, was there anything else? Any other comments you had about this? Um, no, I mean, it was a pretty good all-round movie. I, I don't think I'll watch it again for the same reason, uh, like I was saying the other day, I think uh, any movie that touches too deeply the relationship between father and daughter, I really struggle to watch. Like, yeah, uh, completely. Stella is, you know, if you, if mm. you want to take a, a spaceship and, and drive it into my heart, there you go, don't, don't, yeah. don't make me watch Stella again. Because <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies, but um, it's it's a difficult thing to you know, think yeah. that there's going to come, there's going to be a time where I'm going to have to let go of and go through the same process that you know Ruby's parents went through. I'm going to have to come to terms with yeah. the fact that they're growing up and they want to go and do their own thing, and I've got to let them go. They probably have relationships, and I've got to be okay with that, you know. Uh, all that kind of stuff is is um, I'm, I'm aware of it and I'm, I'm happy to like I, I'm, I'm mindful of it, but like don't make me think about it just yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's. <laughs> I'll I mean, I mean, <laughs> from what you know, how what how they express it, express it in this movie, my God, it's yeah, taking the yeah. taking the heart out of the chest, man. It's uh, yeah. brutal. Well. Um, um, yeah, it does. It does bring back a lot of um, childhood memories, like a lot. Yeah. Um, probably more than I'm comfortable with on a in the rest of the Give, give me, give me, give me Batman. Give me, give me <laughs> something that I can, you know. Give me, give me Moon Knight. Give me something that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, none of this relate to anything except the fact that one day, you know, a couple of times I put a like a yeah. over my head and run around with a towel around my neck and think I was. <laughs> you know, that's the closest I'm ever going to get to be able to jump from building to building and. You know, yeah. Guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movies, movies like that, they hit the heart. They hit me hard sometimes, and uh, and Toto was definitely one that was really, really heartfelt and um, and did yeah. sort of give you a sort of a deep sense of nostalgia. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a really um really important movie for the times. I think yeah. everyone 
everyone should watch this movie. I'd, yeah. I'd say everyone should watch. You know, um, this movie. I did mention it's actually the first. I don't think I mentioned it's the first movie to win an Oscar from a streaming service. Mm. So Apple Plus have been that uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon. Pretty wow. impressive. Um, so you know, yeah. well done to that. Looking forward to just whatever else I have to put out next because um, yeah. yeah, if this is the quality, then I'm definitely keeping my eye, my my um, eye out. Well, it just means that their uh, machine learning got it right. Uh, yeah, that the that's uh, true. the the algorithm that tells them what people are wanting mm-hmm. and uh, what they need to. It's all science, them, man. And, yeah, all <laughs> science. It's just the machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think it, is it Friday. The, Netflix movie with Will actually Will Smith of all people wrapping up with all this stuff. I think it's bright, 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 bright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One uh, of the early Netflix originals. Yeah, right. So that movie, specifically that movie, um, where it's like goblins, police, this that. Yeah. They ran. They ran. Um, and again, like this. This is bro science logic. I'm not going to get this exactly right. But, <laughs> um, that movie was made by the numbers, right? They looked yeah. at their data and people like police movies, but they like an element of fantasy. They like this, they like that, mm-hmm. they like Will Smith, you know, rah, 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 rah. The, you know, bad boys, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff. Lord of the yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. <clears throat> so they made a movie about cops and trolls and elves and all this kind of stuff based on the data. Right, um, and that was the movie that was produced. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was all data driven. That movie. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you haven't seen it, go yeah. take a watch, yeah. and you'll probably be enlightened as to how, you know how well that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think yeah. they did it again. So uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that should probably tell you enough. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's really interesting. It's interesting to see where streaming will go from this. That was one of the early Netflix shows, so mm-hmm. I'll give them a bit of pass on that. Yeah, <laughs> they well, were like, yeah, this is all new and cool. Let's do everything we can. Well, they probably um, perfected their machine learning a lot since then. That was, that was like, you know, many, many years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We really appreciated that. Um, awesome. Yeah, we'll chat to you soon. Um, signing off for now. All right. Good night, mate. Take care. See you. Bye.